Hey, podcast people, a quick thing before we dive into this episode that's really, really important, at least to me. So in the last podcast episode that I posted, I listened to it today and I noticed that there was a bit of a funny, fuzzy sound in the background that was pretty recurrent throughout the whole episode. I need to be more mindful and I wanted to apologize. Basically, the reason it happens is because the microphone that I use for these podcasts um, if I'm not if I'm not careful, sometimes it'll rub against different things. Like, you know, for example, my jacket or my shirt or it, it rubs against my hand or it hits things. And that kind of creates a bit of this really annoying background noise. So when I was listening to the episode, I was like, oh my goodness, it's it's not super loud, but it is kind of annoying. And even to myself listening to it, I was like, oh my God, I'm annoying myself with that sound, which means there are people who listen to the episode who also found that sound a little bit annoying. So to kick this whole episode off here, instead of doing the usual introduction, I wanted to jump on and basically to say, super sorry about that. I'm gonna be a little bit more mindful in the future podcast episodes to try and make sure that doesn't happen. Now, um, let's talk about a whole bunch of things. Um, First of all, I wanna talk about some life things that are top of mind for me. So I was recently gifted with something amazing, something that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about and it's a one step backwards, two steps forward kind of thing. So I have been, my schedule has been ram packed the past little while. I've had lots of teaching, I've had lots of my content stuff, I've had lots of marketing, I've had my personal classes, where it's literally literally every single day was back to back to back to back to back scheduled, which is fine, it's not a problem. But the problem was that there were things that I desperately like, actually needed to get done that were not getting done because I legitimately, like I'm not exaggerating, every minute would be scheduled. Like from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., it'd be scheduled like back to back, like every every minute. Like if I got four extra minutes, I'd be like, oh my God, I got four extra minutes. This is amazing. And I would do a task that was supposed to get done, but literally there was physically not time to get done. So... It was like really, really busy. And I I actually like the business. I I like it. But when there's things that are not getting done that need to get done, um, I'm not I'm not super happy. Like I want to make sure everything's getting done and I want to make sure that I'm doing quality work and I'm I'm doing quality work. I want to make sure that the quality is there in my life. I don't want to feel super rushed all the time or anything like that. So I've been given a bit of a gift that there's been a couple of there's been a few different hours in my calendar that have now been taken out they were classes and different students that I was working with one of which I literally talked to the mom right now I was working with a couple of her kids um and she's like hey um we're we're probably gonna have to discontinue classes shortly because of we because of the fact that we've moved really far away and I think we're just not going to be able to continue and I was like cool that's like a temp that's like a kind of sort of short-term hit to the wallet not a big one but a little one and I was like but nice I can actually use that extra space and I also restructured some of my my classes so I had a couple of group classes I was running I've restructured them in a way where it creates extra space so I've actually there was one class that I cut out completely there's someone who enrolled in it I was like hey I've got to cut this class um I'll give you your money back there's a second person who wanted to enroll, but with the knowledge she has and with what I know about her and 
and and what I know I can deliver for her, what I know about how we're going to run the class. I think she can go in a slightly different class and it's going to be okay. I'll just have to give it a little bit of extra support outside of class. So I basically amalgamated two classes into one, which has opened up a little bit more space in my calendar while not hurting my wallet whatsoever. So that has been really good. I'm doing something similar with Spanish classes, but in a slightly different respect. Um, so ultimately, I think it's I'm, I'm going to be having a little bit more space in my calendar over the next starting in about two to three weeks. Uh, yeah, starting in about two to three weeks, there'll be extra space in my calendar. And not to mention, I've hired a couple of different teachers, um, which is going to be helpful as well. So ultimately, there's going to be stuff taken off my plate, which is going to finally not finally, but it's going to allow me to go on the attack in my world, in my in my work life. So it's, uh, I guess, depending on your perspective, depending on how one views it, I suppose it is kind of a step backwards in the short term, but man, oh man, in the long term, it's going to be a big step forward. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super, super excited. I think I'll still be equally busy. It's still going to be back to back scheduled, but I'll be getting everything done instead of being like, I literally put my full effort on the field today. I literally put a full effort. I worked really hard. And I still didn't get everything done. And oh my God, there's stuff that is that needs to happen, that there's deadlines around that's not happening. Now I'll be able to put the full work up, the, the full work efforts in, and I'll be able to go to sleep thinking, yes, I got everything done. Good job, Azarin. Nice. In fact, sometimes the stuff that wouldn't happen was stuff that was like work-life balance oriented. My days are not full with just work. I need to actually get better or like communicating that sometimes like I do not need to take a Chinese class right now I do not need to be doing a Chinese major that does not need to be happening I do not need to watch how many TV shows do I watch I watch like so many superhero TV shows Netflix and there's so much I there's so much that I watch I don't need to watch all that I don't need to right I spend time with the family I like to spend time with my sister and everything right there's like chores and stuff just to do there's there's like a lot of stuff in life so my schedule's really really full and now I can finally get everything done and I guess it just maybe the the learning point for people listening to this six minutes into the episode into this podcast here perhaps the learning point that I can drive home that at least I'm taking away is the importance of priorities right understanding what's important and making sure that you're putting your time towards things that do matter to you and that are important to you I think that that's that's very very important um, I think something that's been a theme in my content at least in the past little the past little while has been the fact that you just don't know what you just don't know what the results of your actions become like you might think something happened that was bad but actually ends up being really really good so right now for example kind of on well actually yes on purpose on purpose i have cut out some teaching hours and you know and it's i just cut it out i've, I've changed some of my teaching structures some people might see that and say, oh man, you've got openings in your schedule. Ooh, you got to fill those with students to make more money. Like you've got to do that. You've got to like, there's a lot of ways to view it, but I view it very positively and I'm actually pretty excited about it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, exciting. Don't know what else to say. Um, and of course a little bit scary because it's like a change. Change is always scary, right? So, um, so that's definitely what's, that's definitely one of the biggest things that's going on in my world right now. Moving into some language learning topics, I did a super cool interview today with Steve Kaufman. Steve Kaufman, many of you, if you're in the language learning space, you know who he is. Um, he's That's going to be an interview that I post on the podcast and probably YouTube as well. Shortly, I will do that. Hopefully, in the, 
hopefully this week if I can squeeze out some time, hopefully. But it was really, really cool in the podcast with Steve Kaufman. Um, actually, for those of you who don't know who Steve Kaufman is, he is a bit of a legend in the language learning space. Anyone who's interested in language learning probably knows who he is for the most part. Um, he speaks a lot of languages. He's very intelligent. He makes very smart videos and blog posts and content about language learning. Just a really, really smart guy about language learning. And in the podcast, we we talked about his life in general, like outside of languages, which was fascinating. So what I didn't know about Steve is that he's actually super knowledgeable about the lumber and the wood industry because he's actually worked in that. That's been most of his professional life, which I think is super cool. And I was like, wow, he really knows. Like he was literally telling me when you cut down this kind of tree, it's got these knots, right? And and these kinds of knots lead to this kind of wood. And you've got to cut it using this kind of saw and dry it out like this. And I was like, wow, this guy's nerding. This guy shouldn't be like, this guy's literally Steve Kaufman, the, the wood nerd, the, the lumber nerd. Like, <laughs> Forget the language nerd. Forget language. This guy knows. This guy knows a lot about wood. Oh my goodness! And lumber and trees. Like wow. Um, and it was cool to hear his whole backstory about how he's gotten into languages, how that process looked, why he does it, how it happened for him. Because unlike many of us, right? I think a lot of people looking, a lot of people that are listening to this and that like languages, perhaps you've known for a while that you like language learning. It's been a part of your life. You've known about this passion. You've known about this interest. You know, you, it's just been something that's been there. But for Steve, it's kind of been that way. And you'll, you'll, you'll hear it in the podcast. But for him, it was something he always did for a purpose. He moved from, he was in Montreal. So he learned French, right? He learned French really well. Then he had a work opportunity in Hong Kong, or rather they needed a Mandarin speaking individual for a work opportunity. So he went and learned Mandarin. Then he learned Japanese because he's going to Japan. Then he learned uh, Spanish because he kept going with these truckers in these trucks and they would all speak Spanish. He was in Spain and stuff. So he'd always be there. So he learned Spanish. He he learned Swedish because his heritage had to do with it. And of course, I think he, if I remember correctly, he had some work. It helped him in his work to speak some Swedish. So a lot of it was just by necessity per se, right? And that was really interesting to me. It reminds me in many ways of myself, kind of, you know, for me, it wasn't really a necessity, but it was like, it, it was, it wasn't until I was like, I don't know, an adult that I was like, man, I like learning languages. Teenager, when I was a teenager, I went to France, which was really cool. I came back. I was really good at French and I liked French because I was really, I mean, I wish I had a more accurate memory, but I remember one of the big reasons I liked French is because I was good at it and it was easy now and I got praised and I sounded good and it was cool to see that progress and cool to see that I was able to do so. Then I started to learn Spanish and it was really, it wasn't the language that I liked. I mean, I did like the language, but I'll be honest, in hindsight, the real thing that was really cool about Spanish that I liked about it was A, the teacher was really good and it was an awesome learning environment and B, I liked my classmates. My, my, my closest friend to this day was in that class we weren't super close at the time, or actually, were we? No, we were really close. We, that's when we just become really good friends. He was in my class. There's another guy named Mark that I really liked. There's this really cute girl from Belize that was like really, spoke really well, already spoke Spanish super well. And I was like envious, I always listened to her. She's super like mysterious and kind of quiet. And like, I was kind of into her. And like, we had these like food, uh, parties in the Spanish class and I got to play trumpet. We wrote these mariachi songs and we got to perform the songs. I still remember the song actually. Ready for it? I remember the chorus anyway. It was something like this. I don't fully remember, but it was something like, 
La chica de Alemania es una belleza. Sus ojos azules brillan como, un, como una estrella. Su pelo rubio está flojo como una brisa. Ven a mí, no, ven aquí ahora o voy a morir. There's something like that. And we had like a whole trumpet piece for it. I played the trumpet. I butchered it. Oh my goodness. But still, it was really fun. And so I lost my train of thought after that song. But anyway, like for me, like languages, I, it wasn't like I inherently liked languages. I just happened to have a lot of positive experiences around it. And I personally think that a lot of people feel the way they feel about language learning, less because they have a very hard opinion about language learning, but more because of the experiences they had around that topic growing up or as an adult or whatever it was. So a lot of people don't like it because of the, the approach they had to undergo when they were at school, right? And because of that, they don't like language learning versus me. I was lucky, right? I mean, I had some neutral experiences growing up with French. Like for 10 years, I was, in, I was doing, going to French school and I had some neutral experiences. I didn't love it, didn't hate it. It was fine, but you know, I had positive experience. There's enough positive experiences at young enough of an age to make me really like it. Does that make sense? There's enough positive experiences at young enough of an age that really got me at the right time to make me like it. Similar to business, similar kind of thing. I had the right. In fact, I actually got saved with business. I haven't really shared this story before. Man, I went. There was a two to. There was a. Let's call it a two-year, maybe two-year pathway, maybe three years. Eh, let's say two years, but almost three. Let's say two years. There was a two-year window where I was super into get rich quick. Like that's kind of where my mindset was, and then I was kind of pulled out of it. I, I was kind of pulled out of it. Had a bit of a reality check. <clears throat> when I was running the window cleaning business that oh wow business is really hard I came across a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk his videos which like really showed me that oh my goodness um, It's not a get-rich-quick thing. You've got to do it to like it. It takes time and effort and blah 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 um, And so I had the right influences at, a, at an early enough age to kind of save me going down a get-rich-quick kind of path for too long um, Anyway, that's a lot of stuff I've shared here. I think all of this blabber I've really I've had a lot of energy in this episode here there's been a lot of different blabber and, and such I've talked about hopefully there's been something interesting and something worth taking out of it but I think if I had to kind of sum up this 15 minutes 14 minutes that we've been chatting here I think where I'd want to leave you guys the final thought I'd like to leave you on is that you know you know language learning as a whole you know, there's a lot of thoughts, actually. I think, number one, it has to be enjoyable. Like, when you look at why I'm into language learning now, you know, it was something that was enjoyable. And I liked it, which then made me want to do more of it. We do more of the things that we like doing, right? Um, I think that's a really big thing that stands out to me. I think, as well, when you look at language learning, you know, I think patience. I've talked about it a lot, but patience is really important. Understanding that it does take time. You do have to chip away. And understanding that you have to prioritize. We were talking about priorities in the beginning of the episode. Well, I think priorities matter a lot when you're learning a language too. Um, you might hear a bit of a muffling here on the microphone. Just going to reposition it a little bit. Um, but I think that really matters too, right? I think you've got to look at what are you prioritizing in the language. I think there are people who um, perhaps are not going to focus super duper heavily on getting a, a perfect level. I think that might not be the right priority for everyone. 
I think some people really are going to try and get to that quote-unquote perfect level where they really are comparable to a native speaker in many ways. Some people just want to get their point across. Some people, heck, if we look at people like, uh, what's her name? Stephanie, I believe it is, from the Changing Scripts podcast. I believe I had her on like a, like a long time ago, like a year, two years ago on my YouTube. Maybe even on the podcast, I don't remember. But she is entirely interested in the written side of language learning. Interesting stuff, right? Really interesting. Most of the time we look at the spoken and the listening when it comes to language learning. A lot of people don't focus crazy heavily on the written. It's not something that you hear super duper commonly about, if that makes sense, right? So it's interesting, right? You got to prioritize the stuff that matters to you. The final thing I want to say in this podcast, unrelated to language learning, but it's on my mind. I just thought of it right now as I looked out the window, um, just a random thought. I did an exercise with, I've done this with a few groups and a few different students as well. It's just an interesting one. Um, nothing to do with languages, but I just really wanted to do it. I had people write down, and it works really well when they're kids, adults, doesn't really matter. Kids especially, if they're younger and they haven't really got family, kids, house, things like that, married. It's really interesting to ask them to write down 10 things they really like, that they love, 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 that they really like to do, and 10 things they don't like to do. 10 things they really like, 10 things they don't. And to then talk about those 10 things on each side of the list. Why do they like it? Why do they not like it? It's interesting. It's super fascinating. Um, a lot of the kids I work with, it's it's not a lot. Uh, actually, yeah, a lot of them. A lot of the kids I work with, it's 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 interesting to see how at home, you know, uh, how do I say this? I think a lot. Um, I think a lot of kids are not necessarily pushed into their strengths and what they're naturally good at. Have you have you noticed that? A lot of children are not pushed by their parents into things that they are naturally good at or that they naturally like. In fact, they're pushed into things that they don't like, that they're not naturally good at, that they should get better at, that the parents want them to do, that, like literally, I'm gonna pull something out of my phone right now as I record this. Let me open this up here. Um, so basically, I've got a picture of a few sheets that some kids wrote on earlier of things they like versus they don't like. So for example, one of them's like, I love drawing. And I've seen it. I've seen them really, they like literally in class, they'll be drawing random stuff. They're not the greatest at drawing of all time, but they're not bad, but they really like it. And I asked them like, oh, does your mom encourage you to draw? And like, I know that they don't like based on the conversations, based on the parents, I know them not being encouraged to draw, right? There's a few of those kids like that, right? Someone else who's like, um, what else did they say? Um, let me look at this list here. Another child said, um, I like to use my imagination, super creative kind of kid. And I was like, oh, interesting. But that's not what's supported at home, right? Or another one, there's like so many things that they really enjoy doing, but that's not at all what they're being pushed into doing. In fact, what's interesting, the stuff they're being pushed into do is the stuff they don't like to do. And it's really, I don't know, it's just interesting. We obviously, kids have to do stuff they don't wanna do, they don't like to do, like that's every, all of us have to do stuff we don't wanna do or don't like to do. That's important, I get it, that there's value to that, right? But at the end of the day, I think it's important to spend a lot of our time on stuff that we're good at and stuff that we like. So it's funny, right? I actually, you know, for adults, but for adults too, but I find I do it more the younger they are, the more heavily, the, the louder I am about it. The older they are, I'm not super loud, but the younger they are, the louder I get about it. I almost view my, I almost view my role as a teacher to yes, teach them language, but give them a different voice sometimes. 
Because I honestly think sometimes, like, obviously parents got to do, they got to parent how they want to parent. And if I was a parent, I'd be messing up a lot of stuff too. There'd be so much that I'm not doing right. That's just how it is. We're human, right? Which is why it's, it's nice to have external influences that are pointing us, that are helping us in ways that maybe our parents aren't. Not because they're bad parents, not because they're bad people, just because the parent can't do it all. They have so many things on their plate. They're working, they're trying their best, right? Um, and so like, it's funny, like I, I really push some, like the kid likes to draw. I was like, yeah, draw more. Like, yeah, draw. Show me your drawings next time. Oh man, did you watch his drawing? Actually, I got to do that. I got to show him some drawing videos. Like I got to push him into drawing, right? There's a kid, there's one person I work with. Um, she, she actually likes writing a lot. She likes to write and she loves history more than anything. So we spend a lot of time talking about history and I'll be like, man, have you noticed how history repeats itself? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed how, let's look at this. You're talking about the Holocaust or you're talking about this. Like, let's let's look at this element of history. Do you see that repeating itself? Do you see how this repeated Holocaust? Thankfully, hasn't really repeated not to that scale and everything, but like we, we talk about it and we point and we point it out and like, we talk about what kind of jobs she could do with it. We talk about honing that skill of writing and history and then honing those skills. And like, anyway, I don't know why I got on that topic, but I don't know. I think it's important. I think a lot of us have to do that. Um, I actually highly encourage a lot of you guys, like if you're working with adults, kids, like if there's anything you can do, if there's something you're seeing that I think can, that you think can help someone, right? Maybe a pers- sharing a perspective, opening a door, a funny little thing, actually. Um, here's a fun little one that makes a huge difference, a, a massive difference actually, but you'll never see the difference, but it makes a big difference. Um, just being polite to strangers. Have you thought about that? Being nice to strangers, like smiling to the barista, paying for the dude's coffee behind you when you see someone on the street, right? Like if they spill coffee on your shoe or they like, I, I remember, I'll never forget, I'll never forget this. I was on the plane once the plane they gave us ice cream on the plane to eat as a snack I accidentally flicked a bit of ice cream onto the guy next to me on his iPad he's watching a movie I felt terrible I was like, oh my god I just flicked ice cream with my spoon by accident onto his iPad I was like oh my god I'm super sorry and he was so kind he's like hey man totally fine that kind of stuff happens <laughs> no worries he's like hey what movie are you watching I was like oh I'm watching blah 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 what are you watching he goes oh I'm watching blah 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 and I was like oh that's so cool man oh well enjoy your movie uh, super sorry again about about me flicking the ice cream he's like yeah no problem all good man and we're never gonna meet again we're never gonna talk again but it made me feel really good I was like man that's awesome look what a nice guy and that this made me feel good. It was like a very, it was a high point in my day. And that's super easy to do. That kind of stuff is so easy. Uh, none of us, myself included, do it enough. I literally do it, real talk. I don't know, three times a week, maybe. It should literally be 10 times a day. Like literally, we, it's not even hard to do, but we don't, none of us do it enough, like myself included. This is like a call to action to myself in many ways. Like we've got to do more of that. I think if all of us did more of that, like it would really make a big difference, like a big difference in the world as a whole. And it's such a small thing. Anyway, this has been going for long enough, 23 minutes. I appreciate your attention, guys. You guys are the best as always. Um, and we'll chat, uh, we'll chat later. Bye for now. See you.